Writing a great book requires its own form of privacy or solitude, a room or a corner where you can be creative, productive, relaxed, and not be distracted by people or things while you write. David K. Jeremiah You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee S's. Just a quick reminder, if you haven't yet, go rate us on Spotify, giving us a five-star rating or whatever star you think we deserve. It would be very helpful in helping us expand and continuing to share writing advice and helpful tips and tricks with you. We are about halfway through our series of healthy writing habits for this January. And one of the frequently asked questions that we get would be, what does your writing space look like? So today we're talking about the importance of creating a space where your imagination can thrive. While your writing environment can also include the digital space, the physical space of your writing environment is very important in the process of eliminating distractions and helping prompt creativity. We talked last episode about brain hacking, and one of the things that your brain will do is to learn that this physical space that you're sitting in or you're standing in, you are existing in, means such and such things need to happen. In the same way that walking into work and sitting down at your desk is a kind of training your brain that it's time to work, your writing space should help train the brain that now it's time to create. You also need to make sure you're eliminating as many distractions as possible. This includes the tidiness of your working environment. Now, this is going to differ depending on who you are. Some people can get away with having a little bit more chaos. Actually, having a little bit of chaos can help some people. Other people will sit down and try to write and then look at everything around them that needs to be cleaned, and they'll put off writing to clean. This also comes down to prioritizing your writing. You don't want to set up distractions for yourself by making it so the baseboards are bothering you. But if you don't prioritize your writing, you will go and do other stuff. Like we talked about in our time management episode two episodes ago, dedicate the writing time and focus on it. You also need to surround yourself with comfort whether that's books and bookshelves or something familiar and comfortable so you can relax within your writing environment. For some people, that might be an armchair in front of a fireplace because that feels very wishbone. And therefore, that mood is set that you can create and design your book within. I recently got new bookshelves and created a nice, comfortable environment within my living room So I'm finding myself sitting there to write rather than back in my office where I've also spent a lot of time playing video games because I will go, hey, let me play video games instead of doing this writing thing that's only eh, okay. And that comes down to our next tip, which is to make sure that this dedicated writing space is dedicated to writing. If you're using this space for other things, then you're training your brain that this particular chair that you're sitting in might be a writing chair, but it also might be a video game chair. So if your physical space is limited and you don't have the ability to craft a writing office, 
switch something up so that it is unique only to your writing. That's another brain hacking cue. Doing that thing teaches your brain this is writing time. Another thing to consider about your physical space is adding plant life. It helps increase the oxygen levels, which in turn helps people focus. A lot of people find working around plants helps them exhale and focus on whatever they're doing. If you are like me and kill plants every time you just look at them, then you can have something else around that is motivational, inspirational, something that you can look at that is something creative. Some people might just really enjoy the classic kitten hanging on a branch motivational poster. Find what works for you and then access that and make your writing space your own. So once you have the physical place set and ready to go, there are things you can have around you to help eliminate how often you need to get up and go do something else. For me, food. I keep snacks on hand, plenty of drinks around, so I don't find myself trying to get up and go find something to snack on because I am a muncher while I write. It's a silly hack. It's a, one of those brain hacks that we talked about last episode, but making sure that you have that chocolate on your desk, those jelly beans or whatever rewards you give yourself in order to keep yourself motivated and inspired, keep them on the desk. So on top of having the regular munching snacks that you keep around for writing, keep around those rewards for the landmarks, for ending your writing session or small successes that you have throughout the writing session, like a word count or something like that. So it makes it a part of the process rather than a distraction from it. Other things that you need to keep on hand are dictionaries, pens, Anything that you might need within the writing process so you're not getting up to go find it. I follow several different newsletters and one of them suggested to have little tubs on their desk. When you find a word that you really like, he writes it down and then puts it in these little tubs on the desk. And, uh, oh, this scrap of dialogue will be really fun at some point. So he has almost like little tubs of micro writing prompts on his desk to get him started as soon as he sits down. Fill those when you're not actually within the writing process so that when you are in the writing process, you can go to them and have them easily. And I will say, once you find something that's comfortable and a setup for your writing environment that is comfortable to operate in, don't move stuff around. You want to be able to focus on your writing and not be distracted and have to snap out of it to figure out where the pens went this time. So now that you have all of your tools on hand, it is time to minimize the distractions. Get rid of everything that might pull you away from your writing process. I'm talking about just telling your family, hey, it's time for me to do my writing. I will be checked out for a half an hour. For me, it's the internet. The internet is this deep, dark hole that I have a very difficult time staying focused on when I have access to it. So I don't write my first draft in Google Docs if I can help it because there are other internet-y things happening. Lee Child actually turns off the internet. I've heard of people using their oldest, slowest laptop in the building in order to write so that they have to wait 10 minutes to connect to the internet. 
intentionally inhibiting your access to the internet will help making sure you stay focused on the task at hand. On that same vein, get rid of your phone. Leave it in a different room. People can contact you later. Also, close the door. It may seem silly and nobody's going to be home, whatever. Close the door anyway. The more intimate the space feels, the more focused you can be on what's really important and why you're there. I need to close the door so my husband gets the clue that he needs to not interrupt me because he loves to talk. And if I don't make some kind of barrier that he has to cross, he will always come in and try to chat. Another thing that can help, and this is a little bit different for everyone, but if you do have music, it's best to do music without words. Something that we can listen to, but not distract us. I know when I listen to music with words, I tend to want to sing along. If you can, without words might be best. Or in a foreign language, if you're listening to K-pop with no English or something like that, that might also not register the linguistic part of your brain and distract it from the words that you're trying to generate that have nothing to do with the music you're listening to. And speaking of music, that takes us to our next writing environment tip is to moderate your noise level. That noise level can be different for each person as well as be different for different phases of the process. So for me, I am more than okay with coffee shop levels of chatter. If I'm creating, if I'm on my very first draft, if I'm editing, I need it dead silent. Knowing what those noise levels are for you will be helpful in making sure you're setting yourself up for success with your environment. A lot of writers, myself recently included, will create playlists. Get something that matches the mood of the book or whatever it is that you're trying to access. Like with my gamer files, I picked music that fit the mood of this kind of murder mystery yet fun gamer area that I was trying to reach. If you have a Spotify playlist that really works for you, we welcome you to share it with us either on one of our social media sites or send us an email at the address at the end of this episode. But we want you to build a habit of investing in and using your writing environment. Your writing environment can make or break your success with finishing a book. So for the next 21 days, focus on setting up your environment. Making sure that you have everything ready before your writing time. So this means also setting aside time for writing, see time management episode, so that when you sit down to write, you have minimized those distractions, you have the music you want, and you have all the tools you need on hand. And then you can write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 